Lord God. Let's really reach out to God and give Him the praise. He'll lift our hearts. He'll give us the praise that He's trying to hear.
Wakening out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. And Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. And he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus yeah. Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Yeah. Thou, thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and unto them all they were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized he in all his straightway. Hallelujah. Amen. And one more verse. And when he had brought them into his house, he set me before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. Amen. My title tonight is What You Gonna Do? Amen. I'm just going to pray one more time together. Jesus. Hallelujah, God, I thank you, God, for your presence and your anointing, God, that just stepped in to this place. God, I pray you anoint our ears and hear what you want to say. Say to us, God, I pray you know my mouth to say what you want me to say. God, speak to us in Jesus' name. Not everything that we've been through tonight, God, has led up to this moment. God, speak to us, I pray, in Jesus' name. God, let your will be done in the name of Jesus. Amen. I mean, you can be seated for a few minutes. Keeping that atmosphere of prayer. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Paul, Paul and Silas, they were they were good guys, right? They were good people. They were good Christians, right? They were like the bar that we want to be. They said, you know, they were good Christians. They lived right. They served God. They worked for God. They were used by Jesus. They were ministers. They were nice guys. They were they were bold. They were anointed. They were called. They were saved. They were delivered. They were led by the Holy Ghost. Filled with the Holy Ghost. They loved God with all their heart. They were worshipers. They were prayer warriors. They were teachers. They were missionaries. They were pastors. They were church planners. There were all these things that all of us wouldn't mind being. There were all of these things. That's a, that's a pretty good resume. And they did nothing wrong. All they were doing was following Jesus. All they were doing was following what the Holy Ghost was telling them to do. They were being led by the Holy Ghost. They were being led by Jesus, and they were dedicated, but people attacked them. Their own people, people they were trying to minister to, people they were trying to reach, people they cared about, people they were called to minister to, people they were called to serve, people they were called to be witnesses to, people they were called to help. They attacked them, and they tore their clothes, and they beat them, and they whipped them, and they hurt them. Even though Paul and Silas did nothing wrong. Even though Paul and Silas, the only thing they were guilty of was obeying and following Jesus. That's all they were guilty of. All they were guilty of was witnessing. All they were guilty of was testifying, preaching, and teaching. But they paid a price. They were beaten for something they didn't even do. They didn't do anything wrong. They were just trying to serve God. And sometimes, sometimes we are just following God. Sometimes we're just living our lives and we're just serving God, obeying the Holy Ghost. That's what we're trying to do, right? And you're just doing what God wants you to do, you feel like. And life happens. And life beats you up. Even though you've done nothing wrong. Sometimes we do things wrong, but sometimes we're just doing everything we're supposed to. And you've been faithful. You've been loyal. You're serving God with your whole heart. And things start to unravel. Things start to fall apart. You get sick. 
Some of us know about that. Family issues. Can I get a witness? People backslide that you love. You lose a job. You didn't get that promotion you were banking on. You you get in an accident. Your company downsizes. A tragedy strikes. There's a mess. And you get hurt. And you get beat. And it's all, all can happen in a blink of an eye. It all can happen so quick. They're preaching and all of a sudden the people turned on them and beat them and threw them in prison. It can happen in a blink of an eye. It can happen with one phone call. One phone call can change your life. One conversation with somebody can change your life. One moment can change the course of your life. One decision that somebody makes can just wreck everything. Mess up everything. And all you've done wrong is nothing. All you're doing is serving God. You're not guilty of doing anything wrong. The only thing you're guilty of is following God and serving God and worshiping Him and trying to do what He wants you to do, trying to do your best. And you're doing everything you can, but life happens and life beats you up and life hurts sometimes. And sometimes we try to blame it on something or someone, but really, we haven't even done anything. You know, it happens. It happened in the Old Testament too, it happened to Job. He did nothing wrong. He got up every day, made sacrifice. He got up every day and worshipped. Pretty faithful guy. And life happened. He lost everything. Life happens to everyone. Life happens. Bad things happen to everyone. Hurt comes to everyone. People attack. People attack you, right? Has anyone ever attacked? By words, maybe physical, I don't know. People attack. Friends turn on you. Family issues happen with every family. People backslide. People lose jobs. Companies downsize. People go on strike. Mess everything up. (laughs) Accidents happen. Tragedies happen. Messes happen. Hurt comes. Death comes. Sickness comes. Pain comes to everybody. It's going to come. As a part of life. It's not because you did something wrong. You're just living for God. You're serving God. You're doing what you know best. And sometimes the only thing you're guilty of is being faithful. But these things happen. Does this happen to anybody? It's really uplifting. I know. Everyone, oh, yes. That's what I came to hear. Woo! Life's going to get bad. And all you're trying to do is your best. And all you're trying to do is... Follow the Holy Ghost, be led of the Holy Ghost, minister to people and try to help people, try to do what God calls you to do, but these things happen, right? So the question is, what you going to do when it comes for you? What you going to do? What is your reaction? What do you do when people attack you? What do you do when there's a mess in your life? What do you do when people backslide? What do you do when your family is having... I don't know. I don't want to get specific, but what are you going to do when these things happen? What are you going to do when you lose your job or your company downsizes or go on strike or accidents happen? What are you going to do when all these things happen? What is your reaction? We know what Job was. Job 1 and 20. It says, then Job arose after everything happened, after he lost his kids, after he lost all of his income, he lost his wealth. It says, Job Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped. 
Paul and Silas, Acts chapter 16, verse 25, we read, said, And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Their reaction was to praise. Their reaction was to worship. Even though things weren't going right, even though they hadn't done anything wrong and things were falling apart around them, Job lost everything. Paul and Silas were ministering. They were following God. They got thrown in prison. The reaction was to sing praises. The reaction was to worship. Job lost his kids, his money, his status, his health. Paul and Silas, they were beaten, stripped, mocked, put in jail. And their first reaction was to worship. Not anger. I know my reaction sometimes, my first reaction is anger. I don't know anybody else. <laughs> Show of hands. <no. laughs> Our first reaction can be anger. Our first reaction can be blame. Yes. Or why me? Or pointing a finger saying it's their fault this happened. They did this. That guy made the decision to drink and drive. It's his fault. That thing happened. Because that person made a decision. We can point a finger. We can say, why me? We can blame somebody. We can, we can quit. We can have a, a pity party. Any pity party people here? <laughs> Even though you did nothing wrong. Even though you've just been faithful. Even though you're just following God. Being a good person, a good Christian, you're trying to do what God wants you to do, these things happen. And our first reaction, when these things happen, our first reaction needs to be worship. Our first reaction needs to be praise. Because we found out tonight, when we do that, we get in the presence of God. When we get in the presence of God, anything can happen. Our first reaction needs to be Worship. Yeah. When you get that news that you're sick again, when you get that news that cancer is coming to your family, your first reaction needs to be worship. When you get hurt, your first reaction needs to be worship. When you're upset with something and life's not going the way you think it should, your first reaction needs to be worship. When depression comes against you or your family, your first reaction needs to be worship. When you're confused and maybe you're worried, you don't know what's going to happen, your first reaction needs to be worship. It can't be blame. It can't be anger. It can't be throwing a pity party. Your reaction needs to be worship. I need to get into the presence of God because when I am in the presence of God anything can happen all this mess doesn't matter when I get into the presence of God something inside of Paul and Silas something inside of Job said I need to get into the presence of God something inside of us needs to say that that's the only way you're going to make it through when my world my life circumstances come against me and everything falls apart I need to get into the presence of God because things can change situations can change in the blink of an eye but God never changes no matter what happens God does not change no matter what's going on in your life God is still God God is still on the throne God is still King Jesus is still Savior no matter what happens in our lives He is still God and we need to worship him. Yes. That should be our reaction. Not anger, not blame, not throwing up pity party. Worship. Get into his presence. And how quick are we to just quit? How quick are we just to shut things down and blame somebody or skip church and say, I'm not going because that guy's an idiot. He offended me and I don't want to see his ugly bald head anymore. <laughs> how quick are we to say that? 
maybe not that specific, but how quick are we to say, you know, I don't want to go because this person did something, this person didn't shake my hand, this person was rude to me, whatever. How quick are we to just throw in the towel and stay home and skip church? I know a guy that I looked up to and somebody started a rumor about his wife saying she said something. That was it. That was the whole rumor. He just packed it up, threw it in the towels, and I'm done. Quit his ministry, just I'm done. That was his reaction. That's not the right reaction. That's not what we need to do. People are going to talk. That's what people do. You know, I'd be crazy to think, you know, once in a while talk about me or my family while you're driving home. (laughs) No way. You're not going to tell me, but... People talk, that's what people do. Whatever, doesn't hurt my feelings. But what are you gonna do? What you gonna do when things happen? What you gonna do when life falls apart, when things come against us? Even though you've just been serving God, even though you're just trying to be faithful, what are you gonna do? Because the next thing that happens hinges on your reaction. The next thing that takes place hinges on your reaction. Are you going to shut it down? Are you going to throw in the towel? Are you going to quit? Are you going to have a pity party? <laughs> Boo-hoo. Murmur a little bit because something happened, because something didn't go your way. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to. But bad things have happened to me too. My dad, you know, I told you the story. People have looked up, looked up to just backslid, walked away. People, my Sunday school teacher when I was a teenager, wasn't married, but she decided she was gonna get pregnant. That kind of threw the whole class in a mess. <laughs> These kind of things have happened. Yes. Been mistreated by leadership, let down by people. I've had I've had terrible bosses. One woman just decided she didn't like me. She's gonna cut my hours. I got bills to pay. I got a family. I didn't do anything wrong. I was just doing my job. But she didn't like me for some reason. These things happen. Yeah. You know, I've had friends, family backslide. So you, you guys have all had stuff happen too, I know. And we're all still here. Because it all comes down to our reaction. What are you going to do when these things happen? <clears throat> I'm going to share a revelation with you. Don't want to hurt your feelings, but life still happens whether you live for God or not. You quit the church, you quit God, life's still going to happen. Just, I don't know why people think if I stop going, yeah. everything's going to be fine then. That's not how it works. <laughs> I'm going to get away from all those hypocrites, but they're up there too. Amen. <laughs> they're everywhere. Rude people are going to still start rumors. Whether you're going to church or not, people are going to hurt you. You're still going to get sick. You're still going to have that boss. You're still going to, companies are still going to downsize whether you're living for God or not. That's going to happen. Tragedies are going to happen. Divorce is going to happen. It's still going to happen. Life is going to life. That's what life does. So what are you going to do when it happens? Complain, quit, have a pity party, or praise and worship. Because everything hinges on your decision. Everything hinges on that moment. When you decide, what am I going to do when these things happen? You can complain, you can quit, you can throw in the towel, and you can stop where you're at. Or we get into the presence of God. And I promise you, Jesus has more in store for you. And you're never going to see it happen if you quit. You're never going to see it happen if you throw in the towel. Just mope around. 
whatever. You're never going to see it come to pass. Job had a decision. He could have cursed God and died, or he could have worshipped. And when he worshipped God and put him in the presence of God, and it brought him through that mess. His friends were not positive. His wife was not positive. The only thing positive was God in his life. And he stayed true, and he worshipped God, brought him through. And in the end, what happened? He got double of everything he had before. But that never would have happened if he just quit. That never would have happened if he would have cursed God and died. That ne- Obviously, that never would have happened. Paul and Silas did nothing wrong. All they did was follow Jesus. All they did was serve God. And they got beat up. They got thrown in the jail. And the reaction was they could have quit. They could have, why me? What did I do wrong? How come Bartholomew is not in prison? How come these other guys? How come Matthew's not in prison? How come, you know... Why, we, why us? Why, why isn't Peter and John in here with us? They could, have, they could have did that. They could have said, why me? But they chose to praise and sing and worship at midnight, at the darkest hour. They said, if I can get into the presence of God, I'm going to be okay. Because if I can get in the presence of God, I will find strength. I will find power. There's healing in the presence of God. There's miracles in the presence of God. We're going to be okay if we can get into the presence of God. When life happens, things happen. That's a weird thing when life happens. But when, when bad things happen, we don't need pity. We need the presence of God. If we make that our goal, we make that our first reaction, miraculous things can take place. Because in the presence of God, I've said it 700 times already, anything can happen. Some of the most powerful moments I've personally had in the presence of God has been after something. After some tragic news, after somebody died, after somebody hurt me, after something happened that shook my world. Some of the most powerful moments in the presence of God were after things happened. I just break down and God moves in and He heals and He restores and He takes that hurt away. But that doesn't happen if you throw in the towel. That doesn't happen if you quit. That doesn't happen if you blame people and you get angry. Paul and Silas, the reaction was to worship. And then there was a jailbreak. There was a miracle that took place. All the doors opened. That's pretty wild. Everybody was set free. It affected other people. And the most important thing that happened that night, it wasn't that you know, the doors opened, it wasn't that the ground shook. The most important thing that happened was there was a Philippian jailer that got saved. Him and his whole house got saved. God chose to use the bad situation that Paul and Silas found themselves in, the circumstance they found themselves in, and they used a proper response and God used that to reach someone else. Because people are watching how you react in crisis. People are watching you. Whether you want, whether you want them to or not, they are. You have the music, please. And here's the, the thing. The thing. The main point, I guess. The Philippian jailer probably 
would never have been reached. The Philippian jailer probably never would have been saved if Paul and Silas hadn't been beaten and thrown into jail. He never would have been saved if Paul and Silas hadn't worshipped. He never would have been saved if Paul and Silas had appraised, hadn't appraised or sang unto God. He wouldn't have been saved if they quit and they threw in the towel and they, they had a pity party and they murmured and they complained and said, why is this happening to me? He never would have been saved. And sometimes, this may hurt a little, but sometimes God will allow us to go through something because he wants to reach someone else. Sometimes you allow us to go through a situation that we don't want to be in, even though we haven't done anything wrong. But maybe it's because we're faithful. Maybe it's because he knows that he can trust you. Maybe it's because he knows who you are. He knows your heart. He knows you're not going to quit. He knew Paul and Silas weren't going to quit. So he allowed them to be put in there so they could reach that guy. Sometimes you allow us to go through something because he wants to reach someone else. A situation you don't want to be in to reach somebody that is otherwise unreachable. The only way to reach that jailer was to go to jail. The only way for him to be saved was for them to go to jail. And it didn't make any sense when it was happening, but it makes sense after. And maybe you got that sickness because it's the only way that you're going to reach that doctor. The only way you're going to reach that nurse. They work 60, 80 hours a week. They never go home. They don't have a life outside of the hospital. Maybe the reason why you're struggling with that is so they can see that there's a God. Maybe God allows us to go through things so that we can reach somebody else that otherwise would never know who God was. Maybe that RCMP officer or that lawyer has only come in contact with you through something, a situation in your life. It's the only way they're ever going to come in contact with somebody that's filled with the Holy Ghost. Through that mess that you're going through. The problem you're dealing with. throw pity parties and sometimes we can get mad and say God why are you doing this to me but he trusts you and maybe he's putting you in a situation that you don't want to be in and it's not comfortable but there's somebody else that needs to know could change everything. How you react can change somebody else's life. How Paul and Silas reacted changed the jailer, changed his wife, changed his kids, changed his whole family. Because they made a decision to worship. They made a decision to praise. They made a decision to not get angry, not blame other people, but to get into the presence of God. How you react could change everything for someone else.
God doesn't let bad things happen because he hates you. God doesn't let bad things happen because he doesn't care about you. Maybe he's allowing you to go through something to reach somebody else because he loves them just as much as he loves you. And the only way they're going to be reached is if you're going through what you're going through. I know right now it hurts. I know right now it doesn't make sense. But if we react properly, if we get into the presence of God and we let his anointing and his power flow through us, somebody else's life can be changed. Life is going to happen whether you serve God or not. You can just walk out of here and never come back, but life's still going to happen. No matter how you react, but what you do can make an impact on someone else. How you react can make a difference in someone else's life. I had two friends that went through a divorce. I never had to go through that. They were two of the most faithful men I've ever known. They didn't do anything wrong. They were faithful to God. They were serving God. They were they were always at the altar. They were always worship, leading a worship. As soon as song service started, they were walking the aisles. They were those guys. And even in the middle of their mess, they still kept doing it. And that just impacted everybody else. Because even in the middle of their mess, they, they had every right to be mad. They had every right to be angry. They had every right to, to blame somebody, to throw in the towel and say, this is it, I'm done. They had every right to do that. But they made a decision that God was the more important. They were going to get into the presence of God. When you can see them up at the altar worshiping, it just broke everything else. God stepped in and moved and touched other people's lives because somebody was willing to say, I'm not going to react that way. I'm going to get into the presence of God. Paul and Silas, they were on the other side of a miracle. They had a decision to make. I can quit. God probably still would have brought them out. Could have went to sleep, slept it off like they've done other times. But they made a decision to worship. And a miracle took place. And the prison doors were opened and the jailer was saved and his family was saved. And I never would have saw it if they had quit. And you can be on the other side of a miracle. You should be right there. This is the point where you got to make a decision. And the miracle is right there where you need to make a decision. If you, if you throw in the towel, you're never going to see it happen. Could be on the other side of the miracle. Doors are going to open that you don't even think are possible. If you're in jail, you don't think doors are going to open. That's just crazy. But God can open doors on the other side of this decision. God can save somebody because of what you decide tonight. But if you quit, you're never going to see it happen. God rewards faithfulness. When you're faithful, that's what God wants. He doesn't want it. He just wants you to be faithful. Life's going to happen. So, Bible school, we took preaching classes. didn't really help me. But one of the things I said is every message should end with a question. Every altar call needs to have a question so people can react or decide what they're going to do. So the question is, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with the situation that's been handed to you? What are you going to do with 
the mess that's been handed to you. All you've been doing is trying to serve God. All you've been doing is trying to be faithful. All you've been doing is trying to live for God. And things, things happen. What are you going to do? Let's sing. Everything hinges on your reaction. We can quit. We can get upset. We can point a finger. We can blame. We can be angry. Or we can worship. We worship. We get in the presence of God. And something miraculous can happen. Something miraculous can take place. God can do something that we never thought was possible. But it won't happen unless we do Unless we get into his presence, unless we worship. So, I'm done. If you want to come and worship, I was going to bring you through that. If you want to quit, you want to throw the towel, go ahead. Life's still going to happen.